Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. From the Kiss 925 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, it was Shem's birthday on Saturday. Happy uh-huh. birthday, Shem. Woo! Yes, happy birthday, Shem. Thank Hope you, guys. you had a nice weekend. What'd you get up to? Uh, I worked. <laughs> and, yeah, you're uh, on the air here, yeah. Yeah, and then I just uh, just hung out with the family. It was really yeah. nice. Really I got, good. I got a Catherine gave me trouble. Why? Well, she was like, hey, did you uh, did you call Shem on his birthday? And I was like, it was a Saturday. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then and I don't do nothing on Saturday. And then, and then she's, like, she's like, you should call people on their birthdays. And I'm like, no, it's no, true. no. You and don't. I'm, I know. And I was like, no, no, no. I wrote him something real nice, though. You did. And then she was like, Aww. okay, cool. Do you want? Do you remember, do you remember what I wrote you, Shem? Yeah, let me go yeah. ahead and uh, grab it. Real quick? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can go get you what you Gotta go yeah. screw all the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. the other yeah. messages yeah. I got. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday. There you go. Yeah. Oh, And then you wrote me what? You wrote me what? Thank you, bro. And what did I write back? Uh, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Typical Ross. This is Saturday, right? Anyway, you know I love you. Okay. Love you too, man. <laughs> so uh, for your birthday, Shem, our very own Dammit Maury has prepared some, oh uh, some words for you. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. As you guys are sitting in the same room together. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maury, do you want to face Shem? Or you? I know. I thought about this while I was practicing in the mirror, and I'm like, where do I look? Mm. <laughs> How many times have you thought about that? What That's a daily decision, huh? Okay, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not French, but how do you say ooh la la? Shem is a babe, and he makes me, and he makes so much moo la la. Oh, not true. But. I know it's not May, but happy birthday. I see you every workday before you go to church and pray. Can we cut the cake? Because I think Shem sings better than Drake. There's nobody kinder. Too bad he's not on Grinder. Oh, <laughs> a man also, that's so humble, no. yet not on Bumble. He's a dish you want to squish if found on plenty of fish. Rump a pum pum. Look at that bum. As smooth as the ocean, thanks to all that lotion, we could watch it in slow motion. Watch what? Loved by most from coast to coast. Raise your glass to give him a toast. I know he's straight, so we can't date. But ladies, go get him. He's free. Don't wait. So happy birthday to Shem. We love you a lot. You stay through. You stayed through my poem, whether you liked it or not. Oh man, that's that was beautiful. And Shem, uh, it is what love looks like. Um, That's not all, friend. Oh, to make it even more weird. Yeah. uh, Damn it, Maury called your parents. You're joking. Hold on. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right. I swear. Damn it, Maury called your parents. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, good afternoon. Oh Hi, my oh my god. god, is this Mrs. Shem's mom? This is Mrs. Shem's mom. Oh my girl, what an honor. It's 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 Maury. I know it's Maury. I can see your name displayed on my phone. Let's talk about Shem, it's his birthday. He just turned 35. Oh my, are we allowed to talk about his age? Damn, mom. Yes, why not? He's still at the stage where he does not mind. Now, let oh. me ask, do you take full credit for his beautiful good looks? Um, no, I, I do not. I have to give his dad some of it. How does it feel to be the mom of somebody that all of the ladies pine over? Oh, oh they do? Oh my, they would not have liked to know, have known him when he was younger, oh, when he was that little crying baby. <laughs> A, a child who never stopped crying. Wow. <laughs> he was a real crybaby as a little boy, I must say. He was a real mommy's boy. He oh didn't God. enjoy going to anybody else. So he was one of those kids that you had to just leave everything in the supermarket and just get out because he would not stop crying. What do you want to say to Shem on his birthday? Happy, happy birthday, Shem. And maybe his dad would like to join me in singing. Not join me. No. But his dad can sing him happy birthday. Oh, is his dad there? Yes, his dad is here. Oh, oh, no. Hello. Hi, Daddy. How are you? Hey, I'm well, thank you, Maury. Your wife is taking all the credit for Shem's good looks. Yes, 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 yes. Nothing you want to say? No, one of the things you've learned to do when you have a wife, you learn to say yes. Whenever she says yes, you say yes. <laughs> And that's the secret to a good marriage. Hey, yeah. before you and I sing, is there anything that you want to say to Shem on his birthday? No, Shemroy, uh, we adore him, we love him, and uh, he's Cry, everything baby. we've always wanted for his son, and I, we couldn't ask for more. Aww. Okay, so you can you and I sing happy birthday for Shem? Sure. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. It's like with Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, we never said Shem's name. Do we have to do that? Oh. We have to somehow figure out. Okay. Let's just—we'll do a quick pickup. Ready? Two. We'll just okay. do. We'll just do the part like two. Shem. Okay. Ready? Two. two Shem. Shem. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Maury, you're a comic, but thank you for the opportunity. Okay. Oh, wow. Anyway, Shem, Shem. anything you want to say, bro? Okay. Hey, you know we love you, dog. I I don't even know what to say. Uh, I was not a crybaby, okay? First just, of all, bro, say. there's a million ways your mom could have said that, but she said crybaby over and over and over and over and over. I love my parents. He was a real crybaby oh. as a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tom Cruise out promoting Top Gun Maverick, and he stopped by the James Corden show. And here's the weird thing, right? Is that James Corden asked Tom Cruise, hey, what can we expect from Top Gun Maverick? Mm -hmm. 
And Tom Cruise talks about, like, Tom Cruise has been working on this movie for years. Tom Cruise basically turned actors into fighter pilots for this movie. He put people through things that, like, only actual fighter pilots go through. He's so inside this movie. It has been his life for years. And Mm -hmm. when you listen to Tom Cruise describe Top Gun Maverick, it's like somebody who only watched the trailer and is doing their absolute best to try and explain something that they have no idea what they're talking about. Tell everybody where the story picks up and what we can look forward to in this one. Um, just years later, he's a test pilot and he's got a few things to learn and he is asked to come in and to Top Gun again and <laughs> teach a new group of Top Gun pilots for a specific a mission. Okay, great. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the inside scoop, Tom. Like, if, I, if I showed you the trailer, yeah. you would be able to describe that movie in more detail. Completely. Completely. <laughs> yes. Like, like, sell the movie. Right? Like, give us something, man. Talk about the intense training and, like, the reaction <laughs> from the other uh, the other people that you're acting with. To- but even... But- but even plot, like even plot, like I know in the movie, like from the trailer, that Goose's son is there. Right. That's a big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he blames Maverick for his dad's death. Yeah. Like that's a big plot point in the movie. They don't even touch touch on that. No. Play it again. Tell everybody describing where everybody. the story picks up and what we can look forward to in this one. Um, just years later, he's a test pilot <laughs> uh-huh. and he's got a few things to learn and uh-huh. he is asked to come in and... And what? To Top Gun again and, uh, uh-huh. and then teach a new group of, of what? Top Gun pilots for a specific a mission. Okay, great. Tell us about the mission at least. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, man, remember when feng shui was a thing? Huh? Feng shui? How is it not still a thing? Oh, well, you're I supposed mean, to like I mean, arrange your, your furniture a certain way to give you good vibes or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like people were super into that. Like, like there was like Oprah was doing feng shui. Like, yeah, there was a there was a period years ago where it was like feng shui was unavoidable, and people were making a lot of money off going into people's homes and like feng shuiing the whole thing. I had like, to sleep on the floor of a date's place once because he said I didn't match the feng shui. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. He matched a lot of things. Like his life. You you. More, you got a lot of stories about dates that like don't end the way normal stories about dates end. No, he was like, "Hey, you know, you should really sleep on the floor. You're ruining the vibe of the room." <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wow, wow. So, so basically, you you have to sleep on the floor because he didn't want you in the bed. Right. Yeah, because I ruined the feng shui. And you stayed. I did. Okay, hold on here. Show of hands right now. Back in the days, gentlemen, when you were dating, if you went to a date's house, right, yeah. and you were hanging out, and she's like, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm going to go to bed, but I'm going to need you to sleep on the floor because you don't match the feng shui. You sticking around? Hell no. Hell no. I guess I have to raise my hand. I did. Yes. <laughs> did so you did you sleep? Did, you slept on? Did you give you like a You slept a on the floor and, and they just like left in the morning? No, I, yeah, I slept on the floor. In the morning, he... He made breakfast, and then uh, we had to go our separate ways because he didn't want people to see us outside together. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> he was that disgusted, what? huh? No, he wasn't out. Man, you, man, you didn't match the feng shui in his apartment or the world? <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the vibe of the world, son. Yeah. But Mocha brought up a good point. Did he give you a pillow and a blankie? 
I had a pillow, no blanket. No! Oh, no! Wait, oh, so does that mean you man. have to put all your clothes on? Yeah, does it stay warm? We, I, I left my jeans on, but I used my hoodie as a blanket. Why don't you just wear oh, your hoodie? Oh, man. That's a good point. Man, <laughs> normally, normally, Maury, like, normally when people have to take off their own shirt and use their own clothes as the blanket, like, you're either stranded on a highway or in prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's not how a date ends, so right? don't get shanked. But, yeah, feng shui is Any, still a thing. <laughs> anyway, so according to feng shui, no, because I was reading this thing where they talked about what direction, like, your bed faces and what direction you face in the bed and how it can affect your health. And according to them... When your bed is facing east or south, you're more likely to have a healthy resting heart rate, low cholesterol, and low blood pressure. Do I even know which way my bed faces? So wait, when you say face, so when you're lying in the bed, the way you would look, right? While you're lying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mine faces north. North. Okay. It also found that if your front door faces south, you're more likely to have mental health issues and money problems. Yes, mine does. It faces south, right? Your door? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. The building's on on an angle, yeah. Yeah, but his apartment faces, Uh, his door to his apartment faces faces south. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they say that if your door to your house faces south, you're more likely to have mental health problems and money problems. Also, more likely to have to sleep on the floor on a date, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, Russ, your bed faces, your bed faces south. Uh, how do you know how which you way my bed that? face is? That is weird, <laughs> so man. Weird. Tell me I'm wrong. The You're, feng shui is um, all off here right now. Okay, uh, thank you, Shem. Yeah. Now I feel like I don't belong in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, which way does your bed face, you know? Shut up. No, um, oh. I don't want to answer this in case Maury's right. Maury, what did you say, south? Yeah, I'm, I know I'm right. No, it's definitely not south. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, did you guys watch Tokyo Vice? Am I the only one that watched Tokyo Vice? I think so. You guys didn't watch that show? Why no. not? Is it on Netflix? No, it's on, uh, I don't know, HBO Crave, one of oh, those okay. things. You guys didn't watch Tokyo Vice? Tokyo Vice is, oh, is it the American Man. that goes to Tokyo? He's a detective? No, he's no. a newspaper reporter. Oh, so that's what it is. The story of the first uh, American uh, who became a news crime reporter for a Japanese newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I never, nobody wants to talk Tokyo Vice oh, with I'm me. I'm still trying to catch that's up on Elite. Really? Man, you guys suck. I'm never. When have I ever been on an island with a show? There's always at least one of you that has watched a show with me. I don't me. know, man. How did I, y'all sleep on Tokyo Vice? Raptors. Raptors. Yeah, and I go to bed early. What do you want from me? Big Brother Canada. Big Brother Canada. Come on, guys. What? One of you has to be you're, on this. You're HOH in this, in this situation, ah, right? <laughs> no, he's on the block. I'm on oh, slop. Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's do they right. still do slop on the on of the show? They do. They do, huh? Yeah, yeah. slop. Yeah, well, I thought I okay. Let me. What other show am I watching then? Uh, did y'all watch? Um, uh, 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 what's the other one? I just finished watching. Uh, Minx? We, we, Minx. Did you watch? You finished yeah, Minx? Yeah, that was easy. That was no. an easy one. Yeah, and look at Maury. That was so easy. Minx is a show. I might actually go back and watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> what's Minx about? Uh, 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 male genitalia magazine, feminist magazine, but they okay. they fill it full of male genitalia yeah. um, to get people Hot to buy firefighter it. mocha. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know, Mocha. That is it. I don't know why I okay. said anything else about the show. <laughs> Right? Just call it firefighter. Yeah, hot firefighter. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all you need to say. Okay, so okay, so uh, you guys watch Minx. Uh, nobody watched are you Tokyo Vice. Am I? What is Elite? Sham, are you watching? Oh, uh, it's like it's basically a Spanish language <laughs> version of Gossip Girl. Is it in English? Yes. Dubbed. Yeah. No, I'm not watching that. Okay. Why? I, mean, I don't watch dubbed. 
I have oh, no time. No, I you just have anchor. to listen. Nah, I got no time for dubbed. Oh, no Maury. time. No time for dubbed. Sorry, Maury. You, yeah. you got so slot now. and I watch Elite, yeah. so we're, we're no, good. No, Maury's on slot. Okay, uh, did you watch WeWork? No. <sighs> okay, I'm on slot. Okay, you're on slot now. Did you watch WeWork, anybody? No. no. How did I get off the course with you guys in television shows? We were, uh, we were so in sync for so long. I know. On what shows we were all watching. No, we, all got we, need to, we need to share a Netflix What happened? Account. Share a Netflix account. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. <laughs> okay, I don't need to share a Netflix. Maury is so desperate, okay, for any sort of co- like contact and connection when we're not doing this show. I know. That like it's come down to the fact that he wants to now share a Netflix account. You know okay? why? So that he could creep throughout the day. And That's then, like, it. Text each one of us and be like, I know you're on episode four. Yeah, no. You know what it is? It's because <laughs> he's going to write me. I'm not going to respond. And then he's going to go on Netflix and realize that episode six was now viewed. No, Big, yeah. big red, big red line. Across the, the bottom. Names going big red, li- big red line across the bottom, right? And then he's going to write me going, I know you're up, right? That's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. It's another it's another avenue to stalk me. Yeah, That's it. I'm not sharing a Netflix account. Okay, now I'm running out of shows here that I've watched. Um, did, you, uh, did you guys watch um, uh, Winning Time? No. What? Oh, yes. Uh, you did? Yes. See, I stopped. Oh, okay, again, again, oh, no. I don't know what's happening. Now you're on Slop Shell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no, I don't guys. know how we got, what, okay, we have to, okay, what are we going to all watch next? What's Oh, the, the Gilded Age. The, excuse me? <laughs> That's amazing. It's Cynthia Nixon. The Gilded Age? Nah. Nah. Oh, it's so good. I just went from Yakuza <laughs> crime on one side to male genitalia on the other side, and you want me to watch what is it? The Gilded Lily? The Gilded Age. The Gilded Age? <laughs> Come on, Maury, you're on slop. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, let me play you this real quick. Mm, hit me. So I guess the guy who which is guy? responsible for creating autocorrect. Like, I guess he was an engineer at Apple, like, years ago. Let me try to see if I can find this guy's name. No. Uh, yeah, uh, Ken uh, Cosienda is the guy's name. And he was the inventor of the iPhone autocorrect system. Oh, and so he's the guy responsible for ducking. Oh, thanks, man. Right? Yeah. So that's his, that's this guy. Okay. And his reasoning for it is solid at first, but then my, it turns into what my biggest problem with all this sort of like corrective. Uh, Your biggest ducking problem? My, yeah, my biggest <laughs> ducking problem with, with all of this. So, so here's the guy responsible for your, all your ducking problems. Okay. I'm very, very sorry. I, I never meant it, but it's, it's all my ducking fault. My name is Ken Kashenda, and I invented autocorrect for the iPhone. I was going to try to write software that looked at what people did and changed the letters out from under them. And so when I did that, I wanted to be as sure as I could be that I was giving them what they wanted, not some ridiculous result that they didn't want. I promise you, on the original iPhone, that if you typed a certain four-letter word that begins with F, if you typed it exactly the keyboard would leave it alone so you could have your cusses. But if you missed one of those letters, it wasn't going to correct to the cuss word. And so I had to do a study to go out and, and, and find all the terrible things that people would say and actually put them in the static dictionary, but with a special mark on them to say, never help anybody type these words if they type them exactly okay 
But if they make a mistake, don't use autocorrect to nudge somebody towards saying something awful. Okay. So this is my problem with this, my huge ducking issue, right? Mm -hmm. And this goes for autocorrect and it goes for guidelines and it goes for... um, I don't even know, I guess censorship for lack of a better word or all of this other stuff, which is who decides what is offensive or not. So this guy says, we're not going to nudge you into saying something awful, but just because I want to write the F word doesn't necessarily mean I'm saying something awful. Right. So it's guys like this. Who decide because we're always like, well, okay, we understand there's rules and I can get, you know, uh, flagged on Twitter or whatever it is. But who comes up with the rules? Like, who's the one? He said that if you don't misspell it, it won't autocorrect No, 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 Maury, but he said, said, I'm not going to help you say something awful, meaning that what you're doing is awful. And what I'm saying is I can use every single one of those words without actually saying something awful. Yeah, you could write. He could be writing, like, that was ducking awesome. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I ducking love you. Yes. Right? I'm not saying something. So some, ducking much. So, it's, so it was in the hands of a guy who is like this, you know, purebred, never swears, all yeah. those words are awful. He just looked at the words and was like, just the the negative meaning to yes. all of them. Swears? Yeah. Right? Like, that's bad. Yes. So it's guys like that that decide. Uh, but I still get it. I get ducking on my phone. Oh, I don't so even. Oh, my God. And I don't know what mistake I make to get ducking. By the like, way, that guy lives on a farm with ducks now, mm, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what mistake I make to get ducking. Because I... I like, are you sure that it doesn't autocorrect? That's why he said on the original iPhone. I think since then. Like, if I type effing. Uh, you know what, though? Does it autocorrect so to mine, ducking? No. So no. mine doesn't autocorrect. Oh. Right? I think because <laughs> I type the word so much. Yeah, so do I. That it just recognizes. So for mine, when I type it, it actually gives me. Oh. As he said, it nudges you. So it nudges me to add additional words okay. to that word. So here's my thing is I literally just typed the word effing. Yeah. And it changed it to ducking. Oh, really? Yes. And I made, I, it and did I it made, for me. Maybe I, you don't type I, it that way enough. And I made no spelling mistakes, Maury. I typed this word more than any other word. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. See, when I type it, it because I type the word so much, yeah. it doesn't autocorrect. It gives me additional words to add to that word. Oh, see, I don't have that feature where other words pop up underneath. Yeah. I don't like oh, that. Oh, you don't like it? No, no, Why? I hate that. Like mine, uh, I see, type I, the word followed by what it's nudging me towards. Yeah. The word good yeah. after the yeah, word yeah. go. Yes. Or get. Yes. Well, for me, it's giving me the option of you. Right. So how do you, uh, you guys have those words underneath your, your text Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. see, I don't have that. I don't I like mean, that. I find no. it annoying. You have it on your phone. You oh. just don't have it activated. Okay. Never. Why do we got to go down that road? Because you can't have fancy things, Ron. No, I have fancy things. You just don't know how to duck okay. and get to it. <laughs> Look at my sandals, man. I'm fancy. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Nav, what kind of uh, message you get yourself into? I think I screwed up my first impression with my fiance's parents. 
Okay, so nav, nav, nav. Euro says, Raza Mocha, please fix my life. When I first started dating my fiance, she was going on a trip to the cottage with her friends. I got her some edibles and a book in an Amazon gift package. She left it on the counter, and her super traditional mom opened up the package, knowing it was from me, and they found the weed chocolate. How are you supposed to ask their daughter for her hand when they might be assuming the worst with your weed consumption? So is she your fiance or no? She's just your girlfriend. She, she she's my she's my fiance now, but it's just like I still have to do the whole, you know, can I have her hand? Like I don't know. It's just why yeah, do you, yeah. why like, do you have to, why do you have to do all that? I don't know. I think it's just like all of her cousins have done it so far, uh-huh. and so like it's kind of like an expectations. You know, like brown people just have like you know who's the who, and like I know like when it comes to like wedding planning, it's like oh like all her cousins did this. All our cousins did that, so it's like I probably have to follow the same route as well. It's weird. Just, so, did you meet like her parents before? I met her parents. I've already met her parents now. Like, oh, okay. After the fact, like you know, before we got engaged, like her parents and stuff met. But it's like I still have to take her dad out for dinner. Like he still wants me to go and like do the traditional ask. And he thinks that you're you're a weed head, right? Yeah. <laughs> so have you has has she talked to her parents about the fact that you gave her weed? Well, her mom found it and was like. Well, this doesn't seem like your, you know, your a typical chocolate. So what is this? And she's like, uh, you know, she saw like the whole like symbol of weed, and then her mom <laughs> kind of like, he doesn't do this, right? And she's like, no, no, he just got this as a joke, and she just kind of is more scared. I think a little bit of the more, <laughs> a little bit more worrisome is because like her sister is also like a pretty big, you know, like a weed head. So it doesn't really help because her mom was already scared. Like her sister is going down this crazy path. So for me to give her like edible chocolate. Okay. But but they were, pause for one second. But they were for your fiance, not for you, right? Yeah, they were for her. But it's just like, you know, this guy you're dating. Yeah. So your fiance didn't say that those were hers? She just let you take, no. the, she just let you take the fall? Yeah, because it was like the Amazon gift package, right? So it has a little like creative thing that says from like my name and then to I know, her. but why didn't yeah. she, I know, but at, at that point when she's talking to her mom about the weed chocolate, your fiance didn't go, yeah, he, it was a gift for me. Ah, man, it's just easier to throw other people under the bus than to throw. Oh, no. And that's the woman you're going to marry. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that this isn't. This was like like our second date, right? So I was like pretty much nobody, right? So like let's say if it didn't go any further, it's like I'd rather throw some random guy under the bus than. Okay, but hold on a second. Nav, like how long ago did that happen? Uh, That happened like in 2020 (laughs) September. Okay, sorry, there's a lot of coffee. Who's smoking weed back yeah. there with you? <laughs> 2020, September, 2020, okay. October. Okay, so, so like two and a half years had gone by yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're still engaged. You have like no beef with the parents. Like, I don't see what the big issue is now after all this time. Like, you get along with big... them, right? They get along with you. They seem to be okay with the fact that you're going to marry the daughter. I think the biggest thing is like, I know, like, brown people don't forget stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't think it's a big deal, man. But, okay, so play this out here. What are your options? You can't, like, you can't deny what it was because they know what it was. So at this point, are you going to, like, bring that old stuff back up again to them and say, hey, guys, remember, a couple of years ago, you know, what that was was just a joke. We were just goofing. Or are you going to come out and say, hey, listen, all these years later, I just want you to know that I enjoy edibles. And so does your daughter. I think I'm just gonna like. I'm hoping he doesn't bring it up. I'm obviously not gonna bring it up. That yeah. that would be stupid on my part. Right. I knew it. I knew you guys are just gonna like keep it, keep it a secret. I'm just, 
Yeah, or, or maybe I just plead the fifth. You know, I'd just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right? And then I'm throw like, her under the bus? Man, <laughs> y'all, are per- yeah. y'all are perfect for each no, other. No, now. No, no. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't think this is. I, I don't think this is on you. This is on. This is on your fiance. Yeah, baby. This I, is this is her mess to clean up. Like, this is her mess, not your mess. I don't know. I hope. I hope he just doesn't bring it up. That's like my biggest fear. I'm supposed to take him out for dinner, and like yeah. the last thing I need is like cheers, and he's gonna be like. So talk to me about this like weed problem. Yeah, dude, like, you should probably, I would recommend getting a little high before that dinner. Calm, <laughs> calm you down a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, uh, better yet, you know, slip an edible in his meal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just, you need to calm, loosen up a bit. Yeah, I think you're yeah. fine, Nav. I think you're looking way too much into this. How much weed do you guys smoke? Uh, now it's cut down quite a lot. Because, but, but what's uh, she, that, though? Like, like once a week. What was it at the time? Like when you sent her edibles, like what was the what was the weed consumption at the time that her parents had no idea about? Like every single day. Like pretty much every time we met. I mean, COVID, man, what are you supposed to do? I can't go to a restaurant. Yo, right? facts. Big facts. All right, yo, Nav, stop sweating it, man. You're yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I hope so, guys. I, hey, I want to wish you good luck on your book, man. I've already pre-ordered it. Like I'm, I'm all set with that. I was so excited when I heard that announcement like i go work out every morning and i made sure at that specific time and told my trainer i was like look we have to put on the radio because i need to know what's going on yeah so I'm, I'm super excited about that i learned about ryu yesterday and i was dying laughing i was like i can't believe some kid is trolling you for 12 years oh caillou so yeah yeah caillou that yeah. was hilarious yeah thanks yeah, man yeah, yeah. yeah real funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't wait to find out if you talk about him in your book <laughs> rosweston.com yeah. by the way to pre-order september 27th is when it's out it's called a little bit broken nav you are a-okay with your future in-laws bro stop sweating it it's not a big deal all right thanks guys i all really right, appreciate it, you guys. All, right, brother. all the best take care man Roz and mocha's fix my life on kiss so the woman who married her cat is on hold, um, and she. <laughs> I like how you said that so quickly. Okay. So uh, she married her cat. Her name is uh, Deborah, and I guess she married her cat because she lives in one of these places where the landlord doesn't allow animals, and she's gone through this before, where she had to give up dogs and another cat because the landlord wouldn't allow it. So she says that now, because she's married to her cat, I don't know how you marry a cat, but she says because she's married to the cat, she hopes that the landlord. Lord will understand the true love bond between owner and cat, and uh, she's hoping that uh, she doesn't have to get rid of this one. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? Uh, 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 I was just singing. Me and India were having a dance. So, uh, Deborah Hodge and uh, your cat, uh, India. Is India a boy cat or a girl cat? She's a girl cat. She's a girl cat. Okay. We were just just, uh, sort of going through a little bit of your story here. So, uh, we'll get to the background here. But how is the marriage going so far? Oh, my God. We're so in love. (laughs) We've literally not stepped off cloud nine. We've been dancing all morning. Um, I mean, she's got three legs, so she's a bit wonky. But um, no, it's awesome having the actual best time of her life. I've had so many bad relationships. It was like, oh, my God. So now I've met my ideal partner. So you wound up marrying your cat because you live in one of these buildings where they don't allow animals and you feared that you would either have to lose your place or get rid of India, your cat. So you decided to sort of get married to the cat hoping that this would prevent any sort of eviction. Uh, how do you marry a cat? Well, it, it was kind of like that. I actually, um, I lost my job. I got sacked from a company called FDM. I was only there for three and a half days. That sucks. Like, oh, no. what? So I panicked a little bit. 
when we moved into this flat, I had to leave two huskies behind, not on their own. Obviously, I got them rehomed, but it was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't lose another cat. So I got um, a mate of mine who's an ordained vicar. We went down the park, and I was like, I'm going to have to marry my cat. So I just um, read from the Bible and was like, I'm going to stay with you forever, India, and never been happier. So <laughs> what was India's role in the wedding? Just show up and not say anything? Or was like India like meowing or purring? Oh, she meows all the time. I oh. mean, she's like a well-talkative cat. I mean, I can't get her to talk right now because cats do their own thing. But um, mm-hmm. no, she's proper meowy. She's not allowed out anymore on her own. Uh, so she sort of walks around on my shoulders. So she, like, we're always going around to think up where I live with her on my shoulders and she comes to the beach. She does a school run. Aww. She's just like, my mate, you know, I love her. That's what love looks like, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's a question for, here's a question for you, Deborah. So now that you're married to India, is your landlord allowing you to now stay in the apartment? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see if I can pay my rent. Um, hope so. Uh, I'm kind of taking it, I'm still on my honeymoon, so um, I'm taking it one day as it comes at the moment and just sort of going... Uh, okay okay uh, okay okay so let, let's just say uh, let's just say worst case scenario here okay i hope you don't have to go and find a new place to live and everything else so in the event that you are not able to carry the current apartment that you are in you will have to find a new place to live and what you're hoping yeah. is that if that situation happens and you go to yeah. one of these places where they don't allow cats your reply to them is well that's not my cat that's my spouse correct Absolutely. Trying to figure out what our relationship status would be. Like, uh, are we lesbians? I don't know. But I don't care. But yet, I'd say exactly that. She's my wife. But you. But it's not recognisable. I'm just. I'm just kind of just kind of spitting facts here, right? I know. But what would you do? I mean, there's people in Ukraine who are carrying their dogs on backpacks and stuff. So you got to do what you can, right? So, Deborah, since your story went viral, that you married your cat, right? <laughs> Have yeah. other, like, potential landlords, like, reached out to you being like, hey, we don't have a problem with pets living in in the apartment, in the <laughs> unit. Like, you are more than welcome to bring your family here? A uh, little bit of a story. Um, a, a couple of years ago, I wrote to a, a studio company. Uh, Lord Dyson offered me a barn, right? I'm not living in a barn right now. Uh, I was offered L.A. by a dude in America, and I was also offered a barn. People just offer stuff, right? They don't follow through. Going viral, there's no... Con- I, I haven't made any money out of this. It's just people like, oh, she's married a cat. You know, in the real world, we've got climate change, we've got, um, you know, poverty, etc. Uh, this is a bit of fun, but I'm not leaving my cat. So, yeah, it's not really had any impact on my life, I'm afraid. Hopefully it will. So anyone's listening going, hello, give me some money. Well, I'm, I'm just going to... Uh, Deborah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you here because I think that you're missing part of uh, part of the one of the, the fundamentals, the pillars of marriage, which is um, communication and compromise. And I know that you got offered to live in a barn and you were like, I'm not living in a barn, but I don't know if the cat would feel the same way. <laughs> Damn, girl. I right? love you. That's great. You didn't run that by her, did you? Yeehaw.
In a marriage, communication is key. <laughs> right? I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Hey, listen. Uh, best of luck to you. This is uh, Deborah Hodge who uh, married her cat. The cat's name is India. Uh, it's a three-legged, three-legged girl cat, in case you're just joining us. Uh, not sure whether you guys are in a lesbian relationship. Deborah hasn't really defined it, nor, nor should you feel the pressure to define your relationship. Uh, but uh, it was wonderful speaking to you. Uh, best of luck to you and best of luck to India. Oh, hey, real, so real quick, much. one final Yay. question before we let you hold go, on, Deborah. Hold, hold, on, on. hold on, hold on. Do your kids now call India mom, or is this just still India? <laughs> No, but I'm going to ask him to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, again. Right. Thanks, Deborah. <laughs> oh, my God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. Ah, yes. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. We're the Ron Zamoka Show. Welcome. We are. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you. Oh, I'm so, like, I had so much salt last night, man. Bro. Bro. In in the group chat last night, Roz sent us a photo of his dinner. Look at Shem clapping already. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Of dinner, which was... Oh, wait, no, hold on. That's Maury's gross dinner. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't okay. even entered the chat yet. Uh, blackened chicken <laughs> fries supreme yeah. is what you posted, which yeah. looks like just French fries, blackened chicken, of course. Yeah. There's sour cream on there. Melted uh, cheese. Melted cheese. There's Jalapeno. onion on there. What else is there? Is there hot sauce hot strips sauce on there? Hot sauce on there. Damn. And How I, are you even I made, standing I right know, now? bro. And I made the fries, and then I made a wreath, right? Uh, like a, on the plate, like a wreath on the oh, plate. Oh, wreath. Okay, So yeah. it was like this. It looked like a giant donut made out of fries or like a bundt cake made out of fries. And yeah, then I yeah. put all my all my sauces and everything else in all this big fixes. giant circle uh-huh. on the fries. And then I just put the chicken right in the middle. And then I just went at it and ate everything. So this and it was, was like, for your entire family, uh, I assume. No, I, that was only me. That was just, just me. God. I made them other dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was just solo? Yeah, that was just me. Bro, this... I know. The, the size of this meal. I know. I like, know. I made a mistake. This looks like uh, serving for four. It's a family portion. Yes. Right? I know. I know. I made a huge mistake, but I, I couldn't stop, right? I couldn't. I couldn't stop. And as oh, I was making it, as man. I was making it, I'm you like. Knew, you knew. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm cooking the chicken. And I'm like, I normally don't eat this much chicken, but eh, what the hell, right? Yeah, and yeah. then I put the fries in and I was like, man, a couple more. You know, you shake the bag a little bit and then yeah. a, and then a couple come out. Yeah. But and every now and then you shake the bag and like an avalanche happens. Sure. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to put them back in the bag now. Yeah. And Might then, as well. Bro. And then uh, too much. Che- there was too much everything. Yeah. Right. And then I just went so hard on it that uh, I 
first of all, it was glorious while it was happening. Like I was, That's I was the, said. I was in my absolute, like it was the best place I had been in a very long time when said. I was, when I was stuffing that into my face. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but you get the close sign, but, <laughs> but, um, by the end of it, I started to realize that this was going to affect me the next day. And I woke up this morning feeling very much like I just ate too much blackened chicken and fry supreme. Okay, so at what point during this meal yeah. did it hit you where you're like, okay, I should probably stop right now. Yeah. But I'm just going to keep going because yeah. it's here. Yeah. At I, what point in the meal? Okay, I'll tell you exactly what the point was, which is when I started sweating while eating it, but not because anything was spicy. I'm sweating. Oh, really? From volume. <laughs> Yeah, I started sweating because of the work it took. Yeah. As opposed to it being spicy. Like, and it was then, just a lot of... My jaw hurt, right? So like, you, I was, like... I was tired after eating it. Did... How long... So, first of all, did you finish the plate? Of course I did. Okay. I finished the plate. How long after you finished the plate did you just pass out? Oh, no, because I was watching the stupid hockey game. So, oh. like, I was fighting. So, you had to force yourself to stay awake. I was forcing myself to stay awake. Yeah. I We have a baby kitten, right? Uh-huh. So, we have a brand new cat, Birdie. And she was under the coffee table and I was fighting so hard to not fall asleep. I took my foot and I jammed it underneath her and started rubbing her stomach. So she would dig her claws into my foot, which, which kept me awake. <laughs> yeah. Bro, open a window. Get some fresh air in there or something. <laughs> anyway, it was a, it was a glorious dinner. Uh, thank you, Shem, for your support. Uh, damn it, Maury, did you comment on my dinner or no? Nope. You, why? Why not? I just showed you mine. I know, but why not? Why not comment and say that that looks nice? You send me everything you make, every single thing you make, you send to me, and then I, I finally, and then I, like and, a, and then like, I, and then I send one food picture, and I get crickets from you. No, you didn't get crickets. I'm like, here's what I made. Yeah. No, but, but you that's didn't. Not, like, I replied. Shem replied. I replied with a photo of what I made. I thought that's what people do. No, like, it's you not. Well, this, you're not I trying to this. one up. No, no, that's not what people do. That's that's. It I couldn't would, be like uh, like congr- like that looks amazing or like how you normally beg for food. I was. <laughs> How was your shrimp, Maury? Matthew spent the night throwing up. Oh, why? I you poison your husband? I think I'm. Are you arsenic and old lacing, Matthew? No, no, no. We don't have wills yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but wait until we do? Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Lady Gaga's new song for the uh, Top Gun. Oh, I haven't heard today. this yet. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I need a second. It's called "Hold My Hand," by the way. Okay. So now, to me, by the title, it's going to be a little bit more "Take My Breath Away" than it is "Danger Zone." I've right? not heard this either. You haven't heard this, Maury. Maury, giant uh, Gaga fan, little monster, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I like Lady Gaga a whole lot. I think mm. she's wonderfully talented. I'm for Top Gun. I'm expecting. I would like. I'm curious to see what the banger is, right? Mm. To see what the sort of big banger when the jets are going and everything else. But I have a feeling that Gaga did the sort of love emotional portion of the soundtrack. Well, I'm what, imagining like Tiffany's and like drums and stuff. What we have. Uh, had said last week is more anthemic. Yes. Right? And just by the name of the song, because the song's called Hold My Hand. Am I yes. right about that? Yeah. The song's called Hold My Hand. So so even just by title alone, I say it's more of a love song than anything else. Oh, here you go. Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand from the uh, Top Gun Maverick soundtrack. Oh. Oh my. Everything will be okay. 
completely different looks from you guys yeah let's start with you Roz your eyes are closed you're taken in the song kind of look a little not confused but so, like you're okay, trying to figure here, out the song yes here is my general problem when people start writing songs for movies some people do it Gaga has done it great um, other people have not. So for me, when, like when Billie Eilish did the song for James Bond, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Start going through the list of people who have written songs for movies, and I, and I didn't like it. The reason why "Shallow" worked for me was because "Shallow" was a great song. It wasn't a great movie song. Mm. This to me sounds like Gaga wrote a movie song, and I think that when pop stars write movie songs, they just fall a little flat. Yeah. And I Actually, do like, like this because I think that what she's doing now, I think that she's trolling for another Academy Award nomination. Oh, because this easily. is very much the formula to get yourself one of those, as opposed to writing a great Gaga song and handing it over to the movie. Well, I don't know. That's other, just that's just my feeling. All the other it. James Bond songs, right? From the big artists, some people have done them great, though. But you mentioned uh, Billie Eilish, right? Remember Sam Smith did one and did Adele. Flat did Fell one flat. as well and they didn't but they're like all great artists yeah that perform well everywhere yeah. else shem you had a look of uh somewhat disdain on your face not so much disdain listen gaga is a phenomenal singer nobody will disagree with that right she's fantastic the song is just all right yeah. like i mean it's not gonna it's not super memorable i mean yes i have to see the scene that comes with it but mm-hmm. for me it's just eh, maybe that'll all right. maybe yeah. that'll change your perception yeah. damn more you look hella confused right now i i was gonna say what chem said i need to see what she wrote it for like is it in a... but it should stand on its own should it mm-hmm. not more because shallow it, it, stands on its own it, and shallow is one of my favorite songs same but yeah. don't you remember last week when she said she was talking about the song right when everyone was like when we all found out that she wrote this song and she was like it was more of um it's like, like a love letter, a to, love letter to, to the like world that. type yeah, of thing, yeah, as opposed yeah. to just the movie, right? I if I don't hear it again, I'll be okay. Oh wow! Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, here's the really? thing. I, you know what? And 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 it, and it takes a lot to say this as a Gaga fan. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in her. Yeah, wow. really. She started off her career like with these insanely incredible anthems. Yeah. Yeah, and but she wasn't going to write like a club banger for this. No, for this but movie. when you say a love letter to to the world mm-hmm. and you you chalk it up to other uh, songs from Top Gun, I expected to just just be blown away with like music. Yeah, and, I, I and like something you could like just burst into tears with. Mm. This, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Can I tell you? For me now, now like even listening to it in the background right now. Let me just give, give me one sec. 
the thing that Gaga has always done is... Meh. Yeah, see, the thing... Like, even got, the build-up no, wasn't... Yeah, see, I'll <laughs> tell you, for me, what the problem is with this song. I know exactly what you're going to say. I don't want to sing along to it. Mm. And that's a problem in a Gaga song. She's also got way better choruses. You know way what I mean? better. Like, like yeah, I don't want to sing really this. Stand out. Like, shallow, you will sing. Yeah, I will. Every time it's every, on. Every time. Uh, I don't want to sing this. Look into my wishful eyes. Eh. Yeah. But again, when we watch the movie, I know, this may I know, be the best thing. I'll probably ever. cry and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna be so happy for it when she wins an Academy Award. Right. <laughs> and cry again. And cry again. But there yes. you go. That's uh, new Gaga from the Top wow. Gun uh, Maverick soundtrack called Hold My Hand. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So Matt James from mm-hmm. The Bachelor, first black bachelor, by the way. Um and uh controversial <laughs> controversial um relationship with Rachel from his season on again off again I believe they're now on again um like heavy into the relationship Matt yeah, James that's when she went she got like was it she did like an antebellum party in college and then there was a whole bunch of other stuff they went through her socials and they found a bunch of stuff but this all played out like while the show was going on which like never happens where he's talking about things and making decisions after the show had finished, but while the show was still going on. Yeah, and then that's when Chris Harrison got let go from the yeah. show because he was like, you know, somewhat uh, defending uh, the the photos from back in the day. But Matt James now like going down the road of many of the other previous Bachelor Nation um, members where they're releasing a book. So he's got his book out right now called First Impressions, which mm-hmm. uh, delves into to Matt's life. And he was doing some press yesterday and talked to Dammit Maury about the oh, book. No. <laughs> no, I promise. It doesn't get weird. It doesn't get weird. Okay. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, no, actually, it does get weird. I was trying to save you, bro. Now, you and Rachel are still together and happy, but I've heard you say that she's trying to change your fashion choices since you like to wear sweatpants to dinners. In the end, will fashion be your downfall? <laughs> Oh, man, she's come to terms with that. You know, I think that uh, anytime she sees me pull out a pair of um, pants that aren't Lululemon or athletic, she knows that it's, you know, some sort of important dinner. And honestly, even the important dinners, comfort, I choose comfort over anything nowadays just because especially with my bunions, like there are certain type of shoes that I like to wear and they don't go well with, with dressy pants. So Two things. One, you did say bunions, right? <laughs> Yes, I have. I, I probably have the most uh, defined bunions of anyone you'll ever talk to. They like little plateaus. Amazing. And as a gay guy, gray sweatpants never would say no to you wearing those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a pair of gray sweatpants. I do have. Uh, you know, actually, I do have a pair of gray sweatpants. Yeah, you do. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind when I'm going Mark, out. Ex- explain the gray sweatpants thing, Mark. I don't oh, know what that oh, is. Oh, don't, don't, oh, do don't, I? don't. I don't think I need to explain that. No? Yeah, what? Also, I just outed myself knowing what the Grace Whip thing is. This is Dan Mori talking to Matt James, former bachelor, about his uh, new book, First Impressions. What do you think is the juiciest, most shocking part of your book that you think your fans will be like, oh my God, about? Once they hear about what I've been through to get to where I am, they're going to be in shock because 
no one that's been through what I've, what I've gone through should have ever come out the other side the way I did. Uh, and, 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 and that can start as early as, or as late as, you know, graduating college and my living situation. And people are going to see themselves in my story, and they're going to be like, oh, my gosh. You know, if Matt's done this, I can do the same thing because I'm living that right now or I'm, I've been through that. So it's, it's, a, it's a celebration story for people, and I think they're going to be able to pull a lot of strength from it. Again, uh, Matt James, former Bachelor, his new book is mm. called First Impressions. It's out right now. Uh, Dan Mori chatting with him about it yesterday. Now, are you and Rachel living together? Uh, no, she's actually looking for a spot down in Miami as well. Okay, but when you guys do stay together, what is the biggest thing you guys argue about in the house? I leave my clothes everywhere, mm-hmm. so that it, it, it's 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 almost out of, it's out of control. Like if you go to if you go into the kitchen, like I'll have pants, shirts, underwear hanging up on uh, different drawers, drying out because I don't like to put my stuff in the dryer. Oh, so depending on the time on. of day, you can walk into the house and every ledge or edge of a nook or cranny will have some pair of socks, undies undershirt hanging from you know uh furniture and and i think that drives her up a wall but you know i don't want to be walking around in clothes that don't fit so i can't put everything in the dryer have you heard of a clothesline you know what that's a great idea (laughs) i think i could benefit from a clothesline what Okay, hold on. Break break this down for a second. Let's say we don't know it's Matt James, right? Yeah. And all you know is this is a guy who wears sweatpants to dinner, has bunions that he's super <laughs> proud of, and dries his underpants on the handles of the drawers in the kitchen. Bah, gross. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're single for life, sir. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Mike. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What's going on, brother? Hey, Mocha. Good. How are you? Good, man. Why are you reaching out to us today? Uh, so I have my a question. How do you host a celebration of life when it doesn't feel like a celebration? Oh, buddy. Uh. Mike, you wrote us this. uh, uh, Hey, Razamoka, I have an unfortunate FML. Sadly, my dad passed away suddenly three weeks ago. My family is hosting a celebration of life, and I'm struggling Mm -hmm. on how to handle that situation. To me, it doesn't feel like a celebration, and I don't know how to deal with the people who are coming. I know Raz's personal experience with this. Any advice or words or encouragement uh, would be amazing. First off, Mike, um, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was Was he sick at all or no? Uh, no, uh, he actually suffered from a stroke and it was sudden and, uh, came out of nowhere. So we had no preparation. It's been really sad. Yeah. yeah. I think it's perfectly normal and totally fine for you not to, I don't want to say take part, but not join in everybody else's kind of mind state of uh, celebration of life, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Like I've had a few people like my mom, uh, who said like, you know, it's, it's supposed to be fun and listen to some enjoyable stories about your dad. But to me, you know, you know, I'm not in a, I'm not in a mode yet where no. things are fun or like wanting to talk about memories yet. Mm-hmm. A celebration yeah. of life should happen when somebody's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. And and there's calling even calling something a celebration of life puts so much pressure on you. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I don't think that people understand that. Like, like when you're going through this, like you and your mom and everybody else in your family, you're all going through this together, but you're all going through it differently. Like you're all sort of yeah. living the worst couple of weeks of your lives. But everybody, yeah. we talk about this all the time, everybody grieves differently. And for somebody to then say to you, hey, you know, we need you to take part and be an active participant in this thing called the celebration of life. If you're not yeah. there yet, um, that's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. so much there's there's so much pressure um, when somebody dies that you have to take other people's feelings into consideration before you can even think about starting to grieve yourself. Right. Yeah. And and and, and yeah. that doesn't help you. That doesn't help you at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting because we're all going through. Like it's my mom and my brother and I, and yeah. uh, we're all going through different ways of handling this. And I'm definitely the one who's the most emotional right now. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, I just know at the celebration, uh, my dad has a lot of friends who are coming and uh, people we haven't seen in years, right? And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you have to catch up on life, but also at the same time, like, sorry for your loss. And I just find that a really weird combination of things to say to someone. So it's too much pressure. Kinda... It's too much pressure. You, 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 yeah. Basically, basically, you're being asked to host your dad's death and, and you didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. You know, neither of yeah. you did. This wasn't something that was, you know, that happened over a course of time where you guys could say goodbye to each other. You, you didn't have right. that, and you're, you're still in shock, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to, 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 to sort of play host. I think that if you went to your family and said, "Hey, listen, I understand. People need to sort of grieve in their own way, and if people want to get together and you know, cheers, dad, and all this stuff, but I can't be a participant who is asked to do anything other than maybe sit in the room and maybe not." sit in the room because yeah. I'm not there yet. You know, the even the idea of calling it a celebration of life immediately puts so much pressure on you to force yourself into a headspace that you sound like you are not ready for yet, man. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely a tough thing to think about. Like I'm happy to see friends and family. Like I'm looking forward to that aspect. But yeah the, like the actual reason why we're gathering is 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 the thing I would feel like I'm not ready for yet. What um, What was your favorite thing to do with your dad? Uh, well, we had a we have a cottage, and honestly, the best thing was just going up to the cottage and just hanging out with him, and going in the boat, going fishing, just just stuff like that. So, so here's yeah. here's when you know you're ready to do your own celebration of life, is the okay. day that you get in the car and drive to the cottage yourself and get in the boat and go out on the lake. Right. Right. Okay. That's that the is. Thing I didn't <laughs> That is that is when you're going to be ready to have a celebration of life for your dad, is when you're right. able to do that. Everything else right now is the sort of process of going through the shock and the grief and the guilt and all the stages that everybody goes through. But you'll right. know when you're ready to celebrate your dad, and that's going to be the day that you go up to the cottage and get in the boat. And don't deny anybody else their, you know, their sort of feelings, right? Like let other yeah. people get up there and talk and say something funny about your dad and and, yeah. and say goodbye and say goodbye because that's a real big thing for people, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's how it's how it, it it's how that's sort of step one. Um, but don't feel like you have to get up there and do anything. If you're not ready, you're not ready. You'll know when you're ready. You'll know, right. and, and this will this will set you back if you're put in a position to sort of um, do grief. You know what I mean? For other people, yeah. for other people where you have to perform, um, it's going to set you back and it's not going to help you. You'll know when you're ready to celebrate. So just kind of show up and, you know, like you said, be an active participant, handle it. And then, you know, on my own time, I'll figure out when I can you actually really celebrate. You don't even have to be an active participant, man. Nobody's expecting anything from yeah. you. There's you no, there. there should be no pressure. There should be no pressure. Okay. 
if you want to okay. if you want to dip in hug you know two three people that real that really meant a lot to your pops and then dip then do that mm-hmm. all right okay all right. I, that, will tr- I will try that yeah does that help mike it does help yeah thank all you right, very brother. much I sending really sending your that. family tunnel off man i'm really sorry what happened uh thank you guys i really appreciate it i'm a huge fan of you guys i've been listening for a few years now and you guys are the best so thank you for all you do oh, uh thank, thank you, you would it be a bad really time to ask you who your favorite is between ross and Mo? <laughs> <laughs> i was talking to one of my coworkers about this i was wondering if you guys would um it's <laughs> yeah it's a tough one to say after a conversation like this but I, I love you, Moko, but I have to go with Roz. No, oh, all good, man. All good, all good. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say why. Yeah, I know don't. Roz like that. <laughs> no, don't. Okay? Yes. <laughs> all right, love you, Mike. You take care, brother. All right, love you too, guys. Thank you very much. Roz and Moko's Fix My Life on KISS. Well, last night, uh, the Jays broke the Yankees' 11-game winning streak with a 2-1 win. So that's nice. Yeah, but everybody's still talking about the Aaron Judge home run ball caught by uh, Jays fan Mike Lanzalotta, and he immediately turned around and gave it to this nine-year-old kid named Derek Rodriguez. And it was just such like a beautiful moment. And everybody was like the the same sort of sentiment, which is this is why we love baseball. Mm-hmm. And so this kid, Derek Rodriguez, if you haven't seen the video, it's awesome. Uh, he's wearing like a, an Aaron Judge Yankees shirt and then the guy in front of him and he's nine years old and then the guy in front of him uh Mike Judge is a uh, is a Jays fan and I guess what happened was like they were all sort of in like a group together kind of thing like in that same section and they had been calling all you know all uh down to the to the field hey there's a kid up here get him a ball get him a ball thinking that one of the players would just sort of throw it up and it never happened and then uh Aaron Judge crushed this home run and Mike picked it up and immediately turned around and handed it to uh, Derek Rodriguez. And Derek Rodriguez, this nine-year-old kid, just starts, like, bawling, and then they hug. And it was just this beautiful moment, man. And then there was a – yeah, go ahead. Do you think that if that guy that caught the ball, Mike, if he was there with, like, with a kid – he would have given it to the Aaron Judge fan or not? Like, like if it was his own kid? Yeah. Yeah, you give it to your own kid. Sorry. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Hey, Sorry, kid in the back. You know why? Because I was thinking about the same thing, right? Like, we took Cruz to his very first Jays game the other day. Yeah. And see, I was thinking, like, if that were me and I caught the ball, I'd be like, yo, sorry, New York fan, but this ball's for my son. Okay, okay. Well, that didn't happen, though, no, Mocha. I know. Okay? <laughs> it was a very okay, nice the man, thing. It was a beautiful I, I know, thing that he did. Yeah, I, I know, but you don't have to go through a very beautiful thing to talk about all the ways it could have gone horribly yeah. wrong. <laughs> okay? Like, what kind of monster does that? It's one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in months. No, it really was. It really, really was. And, like, uh, it, he immediately, as soon as he caught the ball, like, he yeah. knew already, immediately he turned around and gave the kid the ball. And everybody was like, what did he say to him? What did Mike say? Because he, there was at one point where he put his like his hands like on his like on his cheeks and he was talking to him. And uh, Dan Moore caught up with uh, uh, Mike Lanzalotta to find out exactly what it was that he said to uh, little Derek Rodriguez in that moment. What happened next? Did you talk to him? Like what happened that we haven't seen? <laughs> well, first I said, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> but then I told him, I said, you know, when you're older, you're going to have a chance to do this for some for some young kid, too. So. So, you know, promise me that, that you know, you'll pay it for it. Like, I promise. I promise. <laughs> so oh, pretty, my God. Pretty, pretty special, um, intimate moment for sure. Oh, that's real nice. That's a real cool my thing heart. to do, yeah. And then, and then last night, the uh, the Jays and the Yankees invited them back, and they got to hang out in the uh, uh, in the Yankees dugout, and they both oh, wow. got to meet Aaron. They both got to meet Aaron Judge oh, and Damon Mori. 
just Amazing. off the phone with both of them. Uh, so do you want to get you want to get to let's get Derek's reaction yes. to finally meeting his hero, Aaron Judge. Derek, your dream came true. You met Aaron. What was that like? It was a really happy moment, and and he even gave me his batting gloves Aww. and signed the baseball he hit the home run with. Was it emotional for you? What did he say? Um, I was crying a lot. I don't cry. It's okay. And we took lots of pictures. He asked me uh, if I played what um, I played in baseball. I played shortstop in right field. Did you get to tell him, you know, what he meant to you? Did you get to tell him how much you love him? Kind of, a little. I was really excited, so I couldn't talk. Was that, like, the best moment of your life? Yes. And now the ball is signed. Are you going to put it behind glass? Yes. We are so happy that you got to meet Aaron. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Aw, super cool Bro, kid, man. That's so good. So good. Then you see the pictures of him in the dugout with Aaron Judge, and it's like he's sitting there. Like, this kid is destroyed. Yeah. Like, he's sitting there. He's got, he's got, his, he's got his batting gloves. He's got Judge's batting gloves in his hand, and this poor kid's face is, like, absolutely just destroyed. It was so – it's such a good moment. Yeah. And then uh, also, damn it, Maury uh, caught up with, uh, with Mike as well, the guy that caught yeah. the ball. Uh, to get his thoughts on meeting Aaron Judge. Dude, you got to talk to me about the fact that you guys got to meet Aaron Judge in the dugout with Derek. What was that like? Oh, it was spectacular. Uh, <laughs> you know, everyone dreams of kids, adults. Um, Aaron's just a really classy, classy gentleman. You know, some kind words are said, really inspirational. Uh, words and uh, it was very nice of him to to meet Derek and I. That's for sure. What he was saying to me was, you, you don't even realize, you know, what what you've done is just so special and how many people you've impacted across the world and um, soak it all in. You deserve this and you're a great person. It's just oh, the stuff he was saying is is unreal. Did he smell nice? <laughs> it's a ball. It's a ball. Uh, it's a ballpark. <laughs> it smells like popcorn and hot dogs. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm gonna play something for you real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, you know our boy Classified from the East Coast, from Nova That's Scotia. Classified. That dude is just straight up awesome. Isn't he like one of the one nicest of, guys he, ever? I was just gonna say that, man. You're absolutely right. Um. So he's got this new project coming out on June 29th, called Retrospective, right? So it's yeah. basically a greatest hits album. But what Classified did was, instead of putting together regular greatest hits, right, yeah. is reimagined all of his biggest hits and did, like, an East Coast acoustic version. Really? Yeah, and it sounds really good. And there's one song in the album. I haven't heard it yet, but yeah. I just see it because you can, like, I guess pre-download or yeah, on yeah. Apple Music, you yeah. can add it to your playlist, and then when it release, it'll download. Yeah. But there's a song on there that he got Jan Arden. Really? To be featured on, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So you remember this song from, like, I don't know, like eight years ago, Inner Ninja? Hey, yo, oh, yeah. You never heard this Fun before. song, right? But I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war. And I wish in competition of fish and forth. I'm just living in a system conditions. That's right. I love this beat. I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed. such a good song, right? Too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts. No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears. I go hard, and I'm making them no excuse. Yeah, this was a great song, huh? Right? Yeah. You can think about a man we're supposed to lose. So this song, Inner Ninja, God, he's got... I forgot this. How did I forget this song? Go ahead, sorry. He's got, um, on his retrospective album, out on June 29th, yeah. a version of it that's acoustic, but amped up a little bit. Okay. 
that I think you're going to love even more than the original, okay? Very East Coast, bro. This is like road trip. You're out camping, sitting around the campfire type, type joint. Right? Drinking at a pub. I'll tell you. I get the sense that this exact arrangement with those exact instruments is not the first time he's done the song this way. This is just the first time we've heard it. Yeah, I agree. This is a guy who has done this song many times this way in front of people, and yeah. it's never escaped that room before. Yeah, and probably got like such a great reaction. Totally. Right? Which is why he's put this album together in this way. Like it's kind of beautiful, God. right? right? Yeah, I, I yeah, it really is. That's why I wanted to share yeah, with you it's guys. it's kind of beautiful. Because it's so different from everything else. And like classified as that guy that could get this done. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you're interested, June 29th is when the album, the full album is out called Retrospected. Got a bunch of features on there, including Jan Arden, which yeah. is the one that I cannot wait for. So weird to hear instruments. Know. You know what I mean? Like just instruments. As, as opposed to clicks and clacks and yeah. claps and drones. and Yeah. It's weird to hear instruments. There you go. That is classified. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Hello, Claudia. Hello. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Thank you very much. Where and when does your hell of a story take place? This was back in high school, like more so my senior years of high school. So you are, you're how old at the time? Okay, so I'm going to say like 17. Okay, cool. Okay, so uh, so take us through it here. What happened? Neighborhood is safe. I've walked, you know, at night, all hours of the night, day, whatever. Never had an issue. The amount of times that you have reassured us that this is a safe neighborhood is starting to worry me. (laughs) So what happened? Okay, so what happened? So one night, uh, I'm going to say it was probably around 9 o'clock or so, and I was getting ready to go to a friend's birthday party. So anyway, my parents are taking a long time to get home, and I'm anxious and excited to get to the party. It started, and I said, okay, you know what? Like, screw it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to walk over to her place. Everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, so I start getting my stuff together, my jacket, cell phone, keys, and I'm making my way to the front door. And then all of a sudden, this like feeling, this awful feeling just came over me. Okay. I couldn't shake it. It was the strangest thing. I can't even describe it. And something in my brain is telling me, okay, something's wrong. Like just felt off. And at this time, okay, so I had my, my flip phone, you know, back in the day, and you could pre-program the phone numbers in the phone. So I knew that number one was my, like, home phone number. 
So I'm walking down the street. I'm heading toward uh, the park because I'm going to cut through the, the fields, like the community center area. It's a sort of like shortcut. So I'm making my way through this field. So I'm looking around and my eyes kind of go toward this concrete shed. It backs onto this like fenced area. So there's a very small, you know, sliver of space between this concrete shed and and the fence. And I see something, you know, moving and behaving like strangely, but I'm thinking in my head, okay, like, what could this be? It's maybe the trees, you know, it's, it's, you know, the leaves, maybe a bag kind of got caught behind there, but this shadow is just acting very, very strangely. So anyway, this, this shadow steps out just far enough for me to make out that this was it was a freaking like man like just standing there staring at me nobody else is around okay it's just me and this man in this field park area no one was there in this moment like the silence of the night was deafening at this point okay so this was like a Um, tall guy was he old was he younger what did he look like from what you can remember literally a shadow he was covered from head to like hat, jacket, gloves, like this is all I could make out. It was just like all dark clothing. Oh my god! I could not tell. Like yeah, so he, you could just you knew something was wrong, right? Okay. Um, I'm gonna say like older, just based off of height and like build. Sure, sure. So what the right? hell did you, what the hell did you do? So I kind of start to slow down my my pace, like as I'm walking, but. But I continue walking forward, not to kind of let him know that I'm about to take off, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I have my cell phone in my pocket, and I kind of like open it and I push number one, and I just hold it until I know, okay, the call is going through. So I put the the phone to my ear, and my brother um, answers, and I say to him, "Listen, just shut off all the lights in the house, open the side door, don't ask questions, just do what I'm telling you, and oh like, and that's it." Yo, yeah. this is a movie right now. Okay. After, oh my goodness! So I just kind of like close the phone, turn it, and I run. I just like run back to my house, close the door, lock it. I'm telling my brother quickly, like. Hey, this is what just went down. Like da 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 da. So we go to the front window of the house, and I'm like, okay, like let's look through the blinds because is this my imagination or what is yeah. actually happening yeah. right now? You know. So there is the man. He was going up and down the lawns of the houses on my street, including mine. So he's checking backyards for me. You, he's pacing like you could see him intently looking for me. And he's just looking confused at the same time and, like, panicked. And I was just out of my mind. I, I, like, I can't believe this. Like, what is happening? This is straight out of a horror movie. Did you look over your shoulder to see if he was chasing you? No. You did I just ran. You just ran. Okay, cool. Okay, so obviously, obviously you guys called the cops. Yes. Okay. I did. I called the the police. I ended up calling the cops. They said they were going to send officers to my house. Okay. So after after a while, whatever, my parents finally come home. I tell them what's happening. So we're all kind of freaking out. Two hours later is when my home phone rings and it's the police asking if I still require police assistance. Oh, my God. I go, oh, my gosh. Like, what is happening, right? Yeah. Like, how do you not show up? Yes, I needed your help two hours ago, right? I was just, this was just a crazy, crazy night. The most dreamlike, movie-like, surreal experience. And you missed your friend's birthday party? No, I did not miss the party. Oh, what? So it's 
now, like hours later, and I and then all of a sudden it clicks. Oh my god, I had a party to go to. Like everybody's still there, but you know what? Let me just call my friend and let her know what happened. So as I'm talking to her, and we're both like, oh, holy, like what the heck did you just experience? I can hear the party. You know, still very much alive and well in the background. So I decided to go, but I obviously did not walk. I got my dad to drive me there. So hold on, even after all that, all that stuff yeah. that went down, the horror movie that you just described to us, you still went and got turned up at a party like a couple hours later? I did. Oh, I did. my God. God. And you know when you see the stuff in movies, everybody goes, oh, God, nobody would do that. Yeah. Nobody would do yeah. that. Yeah, you did. Claudia, that is a hell of a story. That is a Netflix suspense movie right there. Yeah. Or, it, or it could have just been like the old guy in Home Alone. <laughs> right? Thank you, Claudia. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Sidra. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Well, uh, why don't you tell everyone why you're here? Well, um, I'm basically having some guy trouble, and basically I am having some high school drama. You're having high school drama. Are you in high school or no? <laughs> no, oh. I am 23 years old. I got you. High school drama, but as an adult. Uh yeah. You wrote us this. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. I've liked my guy friend. Oh, my God, Sidra. I've liked my guy <laughs> friend for five years out of our seven-year friendship. I started liking him when I was single and insecure and in grade 12 and thought he's a guy I might have a chance with. I found out he's been in love with our friend for a decade. This did not deter me, sadly, because I knew she didn't like him back, and I thought he'd change his mind and see that I was there for him. Now, after three months of being friends with benefits, oh, no. I still can't seem to stop <laughs> liking him. I need an adult male's opinion opinion on this because lord knows i don't know any how did y'all yeah. end up being friends with benefits was it brought on by you or by him um kind of both of us mm -hmm. <laughs> um we used to do just like sleepovers because we were friends right um but both of us would like share the same bed <laughs> and, and and then um you know some drinks it's the middle of the night mm -hmm. one thing led to another mm -hmm. And there we are. Okay, so, so this situation has been ongoing now for how long? Um, the the friends with benefits or yeah. the me liking him? Yeah, the friends well, with benefits. That ended back in tw like last year, but then oh. it restarted for a month, like in September. Oh, jeez. Okay, so are you are you are you guys are, are you guys still doing that or no? No, you're not. No. Okay. Yeah. Is he with somebody else now? No, he's still caught up on the same girl. Um, and he's just treating me like either like terribly or like a friend, but I'm on the other hand, like, oh, I, I still love him. And like, does he know, does, does he, does he know that you've been in love with him for 10 years? Yes. He oh, does. Oh no, Sidra, this is not the man for you, girl. Okay. So you have told him, well, how did you tell this to him? And when did you tell this to him? I told this to him basically after the first year of me liking him. Okay. And, and I think I've just been obvious ever since. And yeah. even when we started our friends with benefits thing, he like brought it up and he was like, I know you still like me. So and, and, and so, and so he, no. and so he never says any, he never says I have feelings for you or anything like that. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely oh, not. I like no. one night, one night when I was at the club, I was like, Oh, like drunk. Like him. And I was like, why don't you like me? Dad? And what did he say? <laughs> 
And he said, I'm just not into you. Okay. Oh, but he's like, into the benefits. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, uh, okay. Don't. You need, to, you need to stop with this guy right now. <laughs> he doesn't like you. I know. He doesn't want to be your boyfriend. I know. You need to move <laughs> on, girl. Girl, like I, I'm trying. I'm literally talking to another guy, and I like him too. And now mm. I like both of them. Yeah. Oh, so you, okay, okay. So this is this is <laughs> this is tough because yeah. you sort of put yourself in this position, right? Yeah. Where you know you did, and and that and that's and that's fine. But you never want to be somebody that somebody wants to be with because they're bored. Yeah. And. Him saying, I'm not into you, but he still wants to sleep with you. He does that because he's bored. Mm. And you're the thing. Uh. You're the thing he turns to out of boredom. But you see it as something else. Like this may be the time that he realizes that I'm here for him and maybe he wants to get booed up. And it ain't yeah. happening, Sidra. And and even those times where you guys are having sleepovers, y- it sounds like you could be absolutely mind blowing, uh, and he's still bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Girl, you need to fall out of love with this guy now. Okay, that's hard that you need to tell somebody to fall out of love with somebody. Um, you, he's yeah. the, he's not the, he's not the guy for you. And normally in situations like this, we've talked to so many people where they're like, I'm in love with my friend. And the thing that what it comes down to is you can shoot your shot, but you have to be willing to walk away from that friendship at the end of shooting your shot. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're, you're sort of not going full on. You've, you've, you've taken your shot. You've slept together, but you're not willing to go that extra little bit that would determine whether you guys are even good for each other as friends. Because if you ask me, you guys aren't even really great friends. And I think that you're hanging on to something that just does not exist. And I think that yeah. he means way more to you than you do to him. Oh yeah, for sure. If you go, if you just stopped writing him, right? How long would it take him to notice? I feel like a few a few weeks, maybe a few months. Yeah, a few months. If he stopped writing you, how long would it take you to notice? A few days. Yes. <laughs> Sidra. Yo, you're sitting here agreeing with every single thing we're saying. It's there's there's one the thing. The answer is right there. There's one thing be, there, there's there's one thing Damn. being a booty call, okay? Because there's a little bit of power in that. You can sort of control a situation and control feelings and emotions and it's already sort of laid out there. Uh, but you've been in love with this guy for a real long time and he wants nothing to do with you other than the fact that you're there, you're warm and he's bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. So plain and simple, Sidra, what are you going to do? I am going to say screw this guy and yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. You Boom, your life has just been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Sidra. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks, guys. You got it, love. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready, man? Yeah. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, the Met Gala last night, celebrity prom. Uh, the big story, of course, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson uh, showed up. Kim Kardashian's dress was really the, uh, the the story of the night and how 
this dress came about. So she wore the same dress, like the dress that Marilyn Monroe wore when she sang JFK Happy Birthday. Like the actual dress the, or so, was it a replica? So replica? it was the actual dress. But here's what happened. So uh, Ripley's in Florida bought the dress a few years ago for $4.81 million. It was one Ooh. of the most expensive dresses uh, ever sold. Mm-hmm. So Kim wore the dress. So here's how it worked is that Kim left the hotel in a house coat. Mm-hmm. They put her in a car. She got to the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. There was a tunnel that went from her car to a little room at the bottom of the red carpet. In the bottom of the room at that red carpet was the Marilyn Monroe dress. She got into that room. They put the Marilyn Monroe dress on her. Mm -hmm. She walked out of that room, walked up the stairs with Pete Davidson. She walked through the doors, walked into another private room, took the Marilyn Monroe dress off and put a replica on and put a replica on for the party. No, she did not. Yeah, she had it on for moments, they said. Yeah. Like literally moments. And that was it. And she couldn't wear any body makeup, any of the normal sort of Kim K like, stuff that couldn't she... Couldn't spray on some, like, perfume. Nothing. 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 So that dress what? that we saw on the red carpet, that was the real dress yes. that she wore for seconds. And what we saw later in the evening was a replica. So she said, I'm so honored to be wearing the iconic dress that Marilyn Monroe wore, wore, wore in 1962 to sing Happy Birthday to President John F. Kennedy. It is a stunning skin-tight gown adorned with more than 6,000 hand-sewn crystals. And she said this in an interview. She goes, I'm extremely respectful to the dress and what it means to American history. I would never want to sit in it, eat in it, or risk any damage to it. And I won't be wearing the kind of body makeup I usually do. Everything had to be specifically timed, and I had to practice walking upstairs. Wow. Like, in the I have a question. Yes. Go ahead, Deepa. Yeah, like, I, I'm just curious. Was the... Did the body have to be altered? Because, like, Kim Kardashian's got some big, big She said that she had to lose, I think she said that she had to lose 14 pounds or something like that to get into it. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because there's, she's shorter than Marilyn Monroe, but I think she's a little bit more hippie than Marilyn Monroe, right? So, she went on like a a crazy diet, she said, for like three weeks where she didn't eat like carbs and cut back or, or like eliminated sugar yes. and was on a very, very strict diet. Yeah, look at Maury's like, same girl. <laughs> <laughs> but then after the Met Gala, she celebrated, uh, right? After being on this strict diet for three weeks, she walks into her hotel room and there's like a little donut station set up. Oh, excuse me. Right? With uh, like some famous donuts that people are there making for her and another table full of pizza. Okay, guys. So after the Met, mm. I am starving. And my favorite donuts in the entire world, New York City, are these mini donuts. Oh, my God, you guys. I have them in the room. How cute is this? And pizza. You guys, I haven't had carbs or sugar in almost a month. Definitely three weeks. This pizza. I'm so excited. (laughs) <laughs> was that was that Pete Davidson in, in the back? You couldn't see, but it yeah. sounded like him. It yeah. totally sounded like him. Did you him. see Pete Davidson's suit that he was wearing last night? So from the front, it was basically the mullet of suits. So from the front, it looked like a regular tux. Mm-hmm. But when he turned around, his suit jacket was only a suit jacket on the front. And on the back, it was like a sort of satin bomber jacket. What? So it was the back of a satin bomber jacket sewn onto the front of a tuxedo jacket. I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty lit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd wear that. It was uh, kind of wild. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, a draft opinion circulating among Supreme Court justices in the U.S. suggested that earlier this year, a majority of them had thrown support behind overturning Roe versus Wade. That legislation uh, legalizes abortions nationwide. According to a new report published by Politico yesterday, a Supreme Court uh, spokesperson said that the court had no comment. Uh, Politico um, published what was labeled as a, quote, first draft of the opinion of the court. The Supreme Court has yet to issue a ruling on the case uh, and opinions, even of those of justices, uh, have been known to change during drafting processes. This has happened many times in the past. Uh, The court is expected to rule on the case before its term is up in late June or early July. So meaning it would be sort of overturned on the Supreme Court level and then I guess be left up to states to decide is the way that it would normally be. Isn't that what they did be. back in the day, though? No, no. Well, this, 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 I mean, they, they're it's, getting around so many different ways with this, like with the laws, like allowing, so it's not illegal, but, but people could take doctors to court that did like, it's a whole, like, it's just a battle really in mm-hmm. a lot of places right now. Um, but this was the thing that nobody thought would ever, would ever happen, which is uh, overturning Roe versus Wade. But uh, they've, looks like they've already um, done a first draft of uh, what exactly that would look like. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, last night on America. American Idol celebrating 20 years of Idol. They brought back some of their biggest stars like Jordan Sparks. Oh, yeah. Nice. And uh, <gasps> Ruben Stutter. Uh, yeah, my guy, Ruben. But all the praise was for the one name that really put Idol on the map. And here is uh, Ryan Seacrest with that introduction. I can't help but feel that someone is missing the party. Someone who helped put this show on the map. The absolute dare I say, legend, whose very name is synonymous with American Idol. I think you know who I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen. No. Please welcome William Hung. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Look at Deepa's face. (laughs) Yeah! She begs, she begs. <laughs> Yo, how does he look? Same? Um, yeah, a little. I mean, we're all a little puffier 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's right? still got the energy, though. Ah, uh, yes, William Hung. William Hung with the big, big energy. How old were you, Deepa, when William Hung was on Idol? Oh, my God. I was probably like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, me too. Me too. Oh, stop it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, me too. The, you guys are the worst. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, moving on to Jeopardy right now. Matea Roach ties the fifth longest Jeopardy win streak with her 20th straight win. In November 1864, John Wilkes Booth and his brothers were fittingly part of a performance of this Shakespeare play. 30 seconds. Good luck. Well, a fast 40 Fitting seconds. Because it's a play about an assassination. Matea Roach had the lead. What was her response? What is Julius Caesar? That's correct. Ironically, Knew John Wilkes Booth did not play one of the assassins. He played Antony. You're going to add to your total today. Not How much? much? <laughs> a little $601 for a total today of 16801 and a 20-day total of $476,985. Congratulations. 
Did you really know the answer? Uh, no. Uh, oh. uh, damn it, Maury. You are a huge Jeopardy fan. Matea Roach, the real deal, huh? Um, I actually love this girl. Yeah. I think she's fantastic. I love her. She has a sense of humor, which is important. When you're uh, 23 years old. 23 years old. She's the longest sort of Canadian champ. She's gone the farthest of uh, any Canadian uh, has. That was her 20th win in a row. That means she is now tied for the uh, fifth spot with Julia Collins, whose 2014 run lasted 20. Uh, As far as catching um, the money leaders, Right now, she's the sixth biggest money winner on that show, um, which is incredible, $476,000. Now, to move up to number four on the list as far as wins go, so Matea Roach right now sitting at 20 wins. If she wants to move up to number four, she would need to overtake James uh, Holzhauer's record of 32. Oh, geez. Wow. So that's a, go. that's a big oh. jump between yeah. Yeah, put in work, girl. fifth and fourth, right? She's yeah. a tutor here in, in Toronto. Yeah. So do you think that after this she could start charging more? I would say so. I think that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if tutors have agents, but to me it sounds like she may need a tutor agent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, like, but, okay, if you want to get tutored by her, so here's, here's Okay, here's the question, though, right? Here's the mm. question. If, if she does capitalize on this, where she, like, starts, starts charging more, right, yeah. to be a tutor... It's not like you can move up in the world of like who and what you are tutoring. So it's not like the more famous you get, you get to tutor smarter people because then what? what's the point? So sure. it's almost like the more famous she gets, the more dumb kids people are going to push on her to tutor, right? Because parents what? of dumb kids no, I get are going to be willing yeah. to pay more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Facts. That's what you're going to get because your your kid is being taught by a genius. Yes. Right. Yes. So parents of dumb kids will pay the premium. Parents oh of smart God. kids aren't going to pay the where premium. Where was she when I was a kid? <laughs> Not where, where were a lot you of people in your life when now. you were a kid, Maury? <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, it's a bone. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, a petition to remove Amber. <laughs> I mean, if you can't laugh with them, laugh with them. A petition to remove Amber Heard from Aquaman has got three million signatures. This petition, of course, means nothing. They don't. It's like anybody has to act on it or anything. But the story yesterday was that uh, uh, her part in Aquaman, according to sources, was cut down to like ten minutes, which I don't even know how they do because she's like Jason Momoa's love interest in the movie. Yeah, uh, but apparently, did she get dumped? I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. Or killed off? I don't know. I don't know what With you editing do. Editing and CGI. Yeah, maybe. May or you just you know tweak the story a little bit where she just goes off and fights a monster on another world, and then sure. she doesn't come back until the end. Kind world of deal. Of like one of those. There's a lot of water you for know, her to go and swim into, know. right? What is it, Deepa? What? Oh no! I said maybe she just dies because she fought a monster, and he falls in love with a mermaid named Ariel. I think that um, these people. She has it in her contract, though. Though I'm sure that she doesn't die. Like that's all contracted out. Like if somebody's going to die in a Mm. film, like you can't just all of a sudden decide to kill Amber Heard's character when Mm. she's probably signed on for multiple movies. But you can't. They killed off Drake Ramore. Who's that? It was the character that Joey played on Friends when he uh, oh, spoke friends. poorly about it. Yeah, see? <laughs> Drake. Fell down the elevator shaft. Shut yeah. up, you too. I'm so upset. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Man, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage in L.A. last night. What? Yeah, they were. He was doing a Netflix comedy show and video from the show. This is for that Netflix is a joke, that big giant thing that every comic in the world is involved in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, video shows a man charging on the stage and tackling Dave Chappelle. 
before getting dragged off by security. Jamie Foxx, who was watching the show from like side stage at the Hollywood Bowl, was also wearing a sheriff's hat for some reason. So he rushed the stage to detain the guy. Really? And conflict, yeah, and conflicting reports uh, say that the guy could have been armed with a gun and or a knife, although it hasn't been confirmed by the LAPD. Uh, and then Chappelle, uh, when this was all said and done, he referred to, he was making a joke of how people hate him for his trans views. He said that the, that was a uh, that was a trans man. And then Chris Rock, who performed later on in the show, uh, which you'll hear in a second, um, walked on stage and was like, was that Will Smith? Oh, but, no. Uh, but so, yeah, so 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 you're going to hear, so you'll hear a little bit of uh, of the, the sort of tackle and and then and then and then some talking at the end. Listen to this. Was that Will Smith? <laughs> Way to right? go. And then wow. and then when they're dragging and then when they're dragging the guy off, listen to the listen to the crowd. Hey, back up, back up. And, so uh, was this like during? Did he already finish his set, or this was no? It in was the in the middle. Of the set? It was yeah. It was in the middle of whatever he was doing. But then um, Chappelle, when he when all of this was over, he was on stage and he uh, and he wanted to. He was thanking Jamie Fox, and he goes, "Shout out to Jamie Fox, by the way. <laughs> Whenever you're in trouble, Jamie Fox will show up in a sheriff's hat." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, I need to know that that side of the story as well, right? But the but the thing was is that this was all being filmed for Netflix. So whether they use it or not, I don't. Like, I don't know yeah. if there's they, like real, they, like good quality would. footage out there now. Yeah. Man, or that yeah. Netflix so, has. Right. Uh, so they treated the guy. I guess somebody broke his arm. Maybe Jamie Foxx or one of the security oh. guys apparently broke the guys, broke the guy's arm. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage while uh, doing a show for Netflix. There's a huge comedy festival that uh, Netflix is recording right now called Netflix is a Joke. And uh, Chappelle was on stage and somebody ran on stage and tackled him. And then security was there and Jamie Foxx was standing off to the side of the stage and Chris Rock was also there. So here's a little bit, excuse me, here's a little bit of uh, Chappelle getting tackled. And then what you're going to hear is at the end, you're going to hear Chris Rock um, say, was that Will Smith? Was that Will Smith? So this all went yeah. down at the at the Hollywood Bowl and security was there. They grabbed the guy. Apparently they broke his arm. Now, according to some reports, he may have been armed with a gun and a knife. Wow. Um, but this is really like the precedent is set now, huh? Like this is do you, directly. You think this is directly because of the Will Smith slap at the Oscars? No, People I think thinking they can do this now. I think this is like a direct. This was someone who had it in specifically for Dave Chappelle and with or without that Will Smith slap, that person that attacked Dave Chappelle, I feel, would have gone up on that stage or tried to get up on that stage anyway. But regardless. Dave Chappelle said a lot of stuff, and nobody's done this before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right? know. I don't know. So 
so uh again jamie fox was there wearing a sheriff's hat and then any at explanation the end of, of that or no no i don't i don't know it's <laughs> listen who it's fashion i guess i have no yeah. idea uh but then at the end of the show Chappelle comes out to say goodbye and then jamie fox is on stage as well and here's the interaction between dave Chappelle and jamie fox oh now everybody comes out for the curtain call <laughs> shout out to jamie fox by the way jamie jamie where you at Make some noise for Fox. Whenever you're in trouble, Jamie Fox will show up in the sheriff's hat. I thought that was part of the show. I don't know what the is. I, I, I grabbed the back of that head. His hair was spongy. Absorbent. Listen, I just want to say, man, I, I've had an incredible time. This man is an absolute genius. We got to make sure we protect him at all times, man. This is what it's about. For every comedian that comes out here, man, this means everything, man. You're a genius. You're a legend. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and we're not going to let nothing happen to you. Right. Give it up. Wow. Now, so because other... this was, like, for Netflix, right? And because, mm -hmm. you know, they're obviously filming everything, now that the story has blown up as big as it has, do you think Netflix will keep this either in the special or release the, I guess, the good quality? Well, can Footage? they legally unless they get the guy who attacked him to sign a release? No, you don't have to get that guy to sign a release at all. Um, given the contract and the agreement that Dave Chappelle has with Netflix, this will not be a Netflix decision. This would be a Dave Chappelle decision mm. because nobody at Netflix wants to piss off uh, Dave Chappelle. But uh, there was footage that, the, that was shown afterwards of paramedics working on this guy because I guess he had a real badly injured arm. Like whoever got a hold of him worked him over or he broke it in the fall or the tackle or whatever wow. it was. Uh, but he was uh, put into an ambulance and take him to the hospital. So that's uh, that's all we know about that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, damn it, Maury. What went gone? What was going on on Jeopardy last night? How did Matea do? She won again. Um, but I got to say that the the last question, the final Jeopardy, was kind of handed to her. Why? What happened? Because it was a question about O Canada, the national anthem. No. And she's from here. Oh, come on. Now. No. I mean, oh, they say on. that they pick the questions like far in advance and how would they know, but you could change questions. Right. Do, do we have that? Let me hear of course. that. A patriotic subject for Final Jeopardy today national anthems. Let's reveal the clue. Terre de nos aïeux follows the title in the French oh. version of come this on. anthem. 30 seconds. Good luck. Come on. Come on now. Now, as come we come on. to our Canadian champion, I should point out <laughs> that Final Jeopardy clues are written weeks or months in advance and mm -hmm. randomly selected, so we never know when they're going to land. But I have to think Matea might know some of the lyrics to O Canada. What was her response? O Canada, yes. Was it a big wager? Yeah. $4,999. $29,599 today. And a 21-day total of $506,584. Wow. Come on now. Come on now. Well, Somebody, hear, like, no, they can change the, that. I know. Let me hear the beginning of this question, though. A patriotic yeah. subject for Final Jeopardy today, national anthems. Let's reveal the clue. Terre de nos aïeux follows the title in the French version of this anthem. Oh, yo. Is I he saying it right? I have no idea. I love but it. But, guys, I would have failed at Jeopardy. Would uh, you have? Yeah. Oh my God. Can yeah. I say that watching it, I actually got it right myself? Yeah, I have no idea. This. Let's reveal the clue. Terre de nos aïeux follows the title in the French version of this anthem. 
Yeah, no idea. But, okay, but how Mocha, many French how many, versions? Yeah, how many countries in the world have a have a French version of their anthem? France. No, but they would only have a French version oh, of their right, anthem. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No. You know what? Growing up in school, we used to have to sing the English and like the the remix, right? Yeah. The English yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So, so I like sang it all throughout like elementary school. I don't know if I sang it in high school. And then once I was done with school and done yeah. with the anthem, that's it. Like but, the only time the anthem ever makes it into my life is if I'm at like a sporting event where a Canadian team is playing. But he uh, he right. gave you the answer when when saying the question. Well, he the narrowed French, it down. He narrowed French it down. French version of like Ross is right. How many yeah. anthems have no, a French version? My stupid ass would have been on there, and yeah. my answer would have been France. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Matea racked up her twenty first <laughs> win on Jeopardy. Yay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the Met Gala now. We're two days out from the Met Gala, mm. and things are slowly kind of like perspective is uh, is starting to roll in. And, and the conversation, everybody was sort of in awe that Kim Kardashian showed up in the happy birthday um, Marilyn Monroe dress when she sang happy birthday to JFK at Madison Square Garden. And now the criticism is really pouring in that that should just really? never have been allowed to happen. Oh. Um, for a whole lot of different reasons. One, because it's a historic garment and anything could have gone wrong. And even though the museum did pay $5 million for it, it really is, to a lot of people, a priceless thing. And then there's other people who are comparing just Kim to Marilyn and uh, saying that, you know, just on that alone, on that level alone, that Kim should never have even thought that she deserved to be in Marilyn's dress. Uh, the Dammits, Dammit Maury and Dammit Matthew, went off on this. I don't know if you saw this. They went off on this last no. night. On social on social media so here's here's a little bit of uh maury and matthew going off on kim all right we never come on here to rant but after last night's met gala crime of the century we are outraged <laughs> would you not agree that kim kardashian committed a crime marilyn monroe is a true icon a legend and sorry to break your bubble but like kim kardashian while she's popular a lot of followers a lot of power a lot of money, and yes, she's got like the best, she's good at PR, publicity, mm -hmm. I'll give that to her. But she's just not an iconic legend that should be in this dress. So no, number two, nobody should be wearing the dress. I feel like it should be in a museum. They should keep it in New York, either the Met or the MoMA. One of them can bring it out and do a display. Of course, I also think if someone is gonna wear it, shouldn't it be an accomplished actress who maybe looked up to Marilyn, worked with Marilyn, um, AKA Jane Fonda. Yes. Um, you know, she studied with Marilyn at the actor's studio. I feel like Kim like insulted all the actresses in there by wearing that dress. The fact that they are not even wearing it. 
But again, I don't think anyone should be wearing it. Nobody should be wearing it. If we've learned anything from Back to the Future, don't mess with the past because you're going to ruin the future. That means anybody that goes to see this I iconic dress behind glass is going to say, Mommy, that's the dress Kim Kardashian was wearing. Oh my God, do we want that? It's Marilyn's dress. I hate that it touched her body. Like, I'm sorry. She didn't even do it. <laughs> DNA is now off of it. No, I don't even think, like, that was a look, you know, with the hair that Marilyn had, the makeup at that time. It was a whole look and it worked on Marilyn. And I'm sorry, it's not working on her. Like, because I think I'm so used to seeing it on Marilyn and only want to see it on Marilyn. I have a question about this. Is Kim yeah. Kardashian the first person to yeah. wear the Marilyn yes. Monroe? Oh, so nobody yes. else. And so, it was so not now. even washed after Marilyn no. Monroe wore it. No, so, so now you look at that dress and you would always be able to say, because Marilyn died three months after wearing mm -hmm. that. That was her last public appearance, oh. wearing, that, wearing that dress. Yeah. And she died very soon afterwards. And so you would look at that dress and you would say, you know, that was worn that night on that iconic night. And then nothing happened to it. Marilyn Monroe was the last person to wear that dress. And now you look at that dress and you're like, Kim Kardashian was the last person to wear that dress. It's no longer Marilyn's dress. It's now Kim Kardashian's dress. Another also, question. should not yeah. have happened. Also, also, the other thing that people are criticizing is the fact that, you know, Kim, uh, you know, had said that she had to go on that crash diet and lose 16 pounds in three weeks. Yeah. And people are saying that is a horrible message to send as well. You know, now you're promoting crash diets to be able to get into a dress that you should never have been able to wear in the first place. And then you also have people saying, OK, well, now now what happens now? Anytime somebody super rich wants to use something of historic value, something from history, uh, can they just now go to so a museum? and say, hey, can I show up to a red carpet in this particular car that's in a museum? Or you the know, like, ruby like slippers? It's, it's, Is someone going to wear the, the yeah, ruby exactly. slippers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so that's the sort of precedent now. But um, but man, uh, people are fired up about this. Yeah, this fired not up. Happened. For Especially shame, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, for shame. <laughs> for shame. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Riverdale star Lily Reinhart. Now, she doesn't name names, but she's clearly talking about Kim Kardashian and dropping 16 pounds to fit into that Marilyn Monroe dress. Mm -hmm. So Lily Reinhart wrote this, to walk on a red carpet and do an interview where you say how starving you are because you haven't eaten carbs in the last month. All of it is all of it to fit into an effing dress. So effing wrong on hundreds of levels to openly admit to starving yourself for the sake of the Met Gala when you know very well millions of young men and women are looking up to you and listening to your every word. The ignorance is otherworldly disgusting. Please stop supporting these stupid, harmful celebrities whose entire image revolves around their bodies. So that's Lily Reinhardt. TMZ caught up with uh, Kim Kardashian's trainer, a guy named Don Amatrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, that's an amazing name. Uh, again, Kim Kardashian's trainer, a guy named Don Amatrix, and they were asking him if there is such a way to lose 16 pounds in three weeks the safe way. People on the internet are pissed about Kim losing 16 pounds in three weeks for the Met Gala to fit in her dress. Lily Reinhardt's come out and said what she did was ignorant and disgusting. No, I think I think one of the misconceptions people have about Kim is she, she works like really hard. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I mean, I was there through the process, so it wasn't like a starving yourself type of thing. I mean, she's been on a rare balanced, di I mean, a rare balanced diet, and at times, you know, she wouldn't eat as much. Uh, but then the second thing was she went in the gym and put the work in, so... Was there anything about her losing that weight that was unhealthy? 
Not at all. Not, not from my end, from what I saw. I mean, yeah. we were working on sometimes twice a day, so. As a fitness instructor, is it possible? It's possible to lose 16 pounds in a healthy way. It's 16? Yeah, it is. It Everybody is. Know, yeah, it's possible to lose 20 pounds in a healthy way. It is. What do you say to, to Lily Reinhardt that's saying that this is so disgusting and so ignorant? Uh, come down and see the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come down Don to the Matrix. A Matrix. <laughs> Love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, heartbreaker last night. Leafs lose 5-3 to Tampa uh, Bay Lightning. Game two. Game uh, three goes down in Florida. Uh, tomorrow night, Mitch Marner. Is it Mitch Marner's birthday today? It is 25. Happy birthday. Yo, Mitch Marner's only 25 years old? Yeah, and his oh, his yes. grandmother was at the game last night. I know, it was oh, so sweet. No. She had a sign and everything. Hey, Mitch, it's your nanny. She oh, had no. yeah. leaf earrings. Oh, no. yeah. I hope that sign didn't yeah. throw him off. <laughs> Bro, uh, so here is uh, Mitch Marner on uh, Leafs loss last night. Um, too many penalties, given there are power plays, so many opportunities. I mean, eventually going to score. They got a lot of skill over there. They got a lot of guys that can make plays. So, um, you know, we're uh, we're giving up a lot of opportunities on the power play and. Um, we gotta just stay out of the box. Make sure we're playing five on five. A couple penalties there we took. You know, hooks, holds. We gotta make sure our feet are moving. Um, but everything else, I mean, you know, the refs are calling what they see. That's okay. That's okay. Game three tomorrow night. We're coming back, baby. Go Leafs, go! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, it's been a long time since we had a good Ray J story. <laughs> what the hell is Ray J doing in the news now? I don't think we do enough on Ray J. Uh, so Ray J's been back in the news because the, the the story of the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape has been featured heavily uh, in the last little while, especially on the Kardashians' new show. Mm-hmm. And they started alluding to the fact that there might be another tape, and then Ray J apparently had it, and Kanye went and got a laptop and then brought it to Kim to, as, a, as like a gesture of goodwill when they were going through all these problems. Uh, and then Ray J is now sort of back in the headlines as the guy who leaked the tape. And Ray J did an interview and hadn't talked about this in a very long time, but he said, I never leaked anything. I never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been leaked. It has always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. Excuse me? So, yeah. So he was saying that this whole thing was brokered by Kris Jenner. Um, sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, although Chris never negotiated with Vivid Entertainment, that's the company that eventually released the the, uh, the tape back in 2007, uh, but that Kim and Ray J dealt directly with Vivid and their lawyers. Now, that doesn't mean that that Chris wasn't involved. She just wasn't involved in the uh, negotiation. So mm-hmm. Kim claims that she never signed off on the tape, but it's been just sort of everybody has known for a long time that there is no way that this tape would have been able to have been released if Kim didn't sign and Ray J didn't sign. Vivid right. wouldn't have been able to release it. They would have been sued into oblivion. Uh, and then TMZ goes on to talk about the money. So apparently they were paid a million dollars advance. Ooh. And then got 49% of the profits on the tape, which translated into $49 million because oh the tape God. itself the tape itself made $100 million in sales, which is the highest grossing uh, sex tape of all time, even beating out Paris Hilton and uh, Pam and Tommy. So that's wow. the story, is that he's no longer taking this narrative that he was the one that leaked it because he says this was the plot all along, and partners and they all made a ton of money off it so stop flexing oh jeez the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast in uh variety 
and she goes into a little bit of detail as far as why she didn't show up in uh, and just like that and and part of it was goes back to when they were doing the third movie and she walked away from the third movie and she says a lot of the plot points from that third movie are actually what you see now in and just like that oh. uh, the third movie was going to be based around mr big's sudden death and oh. carrie's grieving pro and carrie's grieving process but Darren Star, and um, they, they talked about this before that they took stuff that was going to be in that for the show so the reason that Kim Cattrall walked away is because she was saying, okay, so what's going to go on with Samantha? And her people threw out a bunch of scenarios being like, okay, Samantha owns this big giant PR firm. What if in the middle of the recession, because the timing fit, she's like, what if she had to sell the PR firm to some young guy in a hoodie? And then Samantha being who she is has to now deal with a brand new boss who's like this 22-year-old billionaire. She's like, I think that that would be great. Mm -hmm. But what they wanted Samantha's storyline to be in Sex and the City 3 was that she was going to have have to deal with unwanted uh, D pics sent to her by Miranda's 14 year old son. Oh, damn. So she didn't want so to do that, obviously. She didn't want to do that. She's like, I'm not doing that plot point. Like, yeah. what is what is that even? And then so she walked away. And then they asked her in Variety, um, were there ever discussions about you returning to and just like that? And she says, quote, I was never asked to be a part of the reboot. I oh, made wow. my feelings clear after the possible third movie. So I found out about it like everyone else on social media. Do you believe that? I do. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. You See, don't? I don't. Why? Because, look, with all the fallout with her and Sarah Jessica Parker and stuff, and in, what Sarah's saying is we've reached out. Like, I don't know. I'm hearing we've heard that she was asked and said no. So, I don't know. I'm hearing mixed answers. No, I 100% believe Kim Cattrall. Yeah, so do I. Like, absolutely. Without, without question. Without question. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jason Bateman, uh, star of Ozark and God, everything. Um, he's got one of those kids who's 15 that has like real no interest in what he does for a living and has apparently never watched any of his stuff, which oh, I don't really? even know. Like, I don't even, you're, if you have Netflix and you're 15, like you accidentally will come across a Jason Bateman movie. Yeah, like Horrible Bosses or something? Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so apparently uh, Jason Bateman's daughter has never seen anything that he's been in and uh, she started, but she started with Ozark. So what? Jason 15 Bateman. years yeah. old? Come on now. Yes. My 15-year-old daughter and I sat and watched episode one and episode two. <laughs> and now this is a big deal. She's never seen the show. She's never seen anything I've ever done because, you know, if you've got kids, you know, they usually give it up for everybody except you. And she's always, it's been weird for her to see me on, and I get it. It's, that's not uncommon. For some reason, she finally decided to watch Ozark. Yo, but Ozark is like a pretty dark kind of show. And if they just started with episode one and two, I can clearly remember those episodes because we got into Ozark very late, like last year, right? Yeah. So it's pretty violent right off the bat. Like your also, dad's getting bro, beat up and stuff and like kind of show stuff your kid show your kids something you've done where they're gonna like you. Yeah, completely. Like arrested development. Oh, I mean, yes. That makes the most sense. You have so many <laughs> seasons like of that show. Right? Yes. Don't show her something where you're like where you're awful. I know. Damn you, Jason Bateman. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so back to Dave Chappelle getting uh, attacked on stage at that Netflix special. Netflix has released a statement saying, we care deeply about the safety of creators and we strongly defend the right 
of stand-up comedians to perform on stage without fear of violence. And Dave Chappelle's people released a statement saying, Dave Chappelle celebrated four nights of comedy and music, setting record-breaking sales for a comedian at the Holiday Bowl, and he refuses to allow last night's incident to overshadow the magic of that historic moment. And there's new audio that was released moments after the guy ran on stage and... I guess it was Dave Ship because if you see video of this guy when they put him in the, the oh stretcher and put him God. in the ambulance, like the, he got worked over. Yeah, his face and is swollen, his arm is like broken and like facing it, it, a different it, direction. It, his arm is like, it looked like a horror movie, right? Yeah, it really does. Um, so it was Dave Chappelle comes back out on stage and I guess Chappelle was one of the ones that worked him over in the back with like Jamie Foxx and Busta Rhymes. Listen to Dave Chappelle. I've been doing this 35 years. I just stomped the backstage. Always wanted to do that. I'm back there. I'm back there squeezing in the I think Busta Rhymes there always like, that's how you do it, God. Yo, I crazy, right? I cannot believe it was Dave Chappelle, Jamie Foxx, and Busta Rhymes. The bro, put the put the hands, put the hands to this guy. And if there's anything like, if you ever see, I would not want to be in the scrap of Busta Rhymes whatsoever. Not only is he a big guy, he's got that deep growly dragon voice. His hands are massive, so you can only imagine how much of that damage was at the hands of Busta Rhymes. Yeah, not only that, but Jamie Foxx just trained for years to be able to play Mike Tyson in a movie. Oh, right. Facts. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Jamie Foxx has been throwing hands for years. Yeah. Um, so the weird part of that was is they said that he had a weapon, and the earlier reports were he could have been a gun or it could have been a knife, but we were unsure. And you're like, that's super weird. How do you not know if it's a gun or a knife? And they showed a picture of it, and what it was was a gun knife. So it was a fake gun that had a knife blade sticking off the front of it like a bayonet. Oh, really? And he Yeah, it's but like a handgun. But how do you even get that into the into the Hollywood Bowl with the amount of security they got there? They said that there was one entrance that didn't have metal detectors, and I guess maybe oh, it was for wow. stars or whatever, and they said that he could have come in that way, which would have made sense given the fact that he was front row. Maybe he was on some sort of VIP ticket, whatever else. Mm. Uh, but the guy who attacked him, I don't know his name, but he did do a song, like a rap track in 2020. Do you want to know his name? Isaiah Aries Lee. Thank you. Uh, and the song that he released was simply called Dave Chappelle. Listen to this. Hey. I mean, walking straight into the boat. <laughs> you know, my is huh. Okay. Just laugh at you, a joke. Okay. Laugh at you, a joke. Okay. Uh, my First of all, this guy I have no sucks. Idea. I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, I have no idea what he's saying. Uh, Howie Mandel uh, doing a new interview talking about his feelings because Howie had talked a little bit after Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith at the Academy Awards and then uh, did another interview talking about what went on at the Hollywood Bowl with Dave Chappelle. And this is Howie's feelings now towards being on stage doing stand-up. My particular issue was, you know, 40 years in the business, my biggest fear was not 40 years ago was not getting a laugh. 
was somebody not liking what I said, was maybe somebody being offended and confronting me outside and going, you know, that joke was really offensive. And then cancel culture came along. And then it was like, oh my God, if somebody doesn't like your joke or you overstepped a line, you could lose your career. And then after the Academy Awards, I said, but you know, this is violence triggers violence. And this is one step that kind of opens a door and triggers somebody that if they don't like what you're saying or they're offended by what you're saying, it's kind of okay because it's been done to be violent. And then, and that's what my fear was. And then watching what happened to Dave confirmed my fear. And I turned to my wife, I, you know, I was watching it kind of live on Twitter. And I turned to my wife and I said, I don't want to go on stage. I'm just, I'm really afraid. And you know, Howie doesn't like to touch people. If I'm Howie, no. I'm calling up Busta Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nobody better lay a finger on Howie Mandel. Yeah, Buster, Buster Rhymes is going to be rolling with all the comedians now. Right? <laughs> know, if, if, I'm, if I'm Howie Mandel, I'm like, hey, Buster, uh, we're doing yeah. a barbecue on the weekend. Why don't you come by, hang totally. out? We'll get to know each other. Yeah. I got three shows coming up. Hey, listen, Buster Rhymes does not play. I saw one video. I don't know if you guys saw. This is like a few weeks ago. This guy was doing like a prank video inside of a club, and Buster Rhymes was there standing at the bar. So the guy's filming yeah. himself at the bar ordering like an obnoxious amount of of bottles right give me a hundred bottles of this a hundred bottles of that give me all this that and put it on busta's tab and busta rhymes immediately turns to the guy and with his right hand puts the guy's neck like like in his hand grabs the guy's neck and it looked like the guy's eyes rolled back right away <laughs> he was like not playing and it took mere seconds milliseconds for busta to turn around and grab that guy by the neck he does not play at all Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.